0: It is, it's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Ellison. Yay. Yay. Welcome.
1: Oh, it's so good to be with you again. It always is. I love it.
0: Love. We, uh, we do too. We
2: have a ton of fun because here's one thing we do. Uh, I say we, uh, I basically sit here and listen to you, but uh, <laughs> you make talking about economics fun and interesting. And uh You know, you're cool. We got the, you know, the jingle coming in. I know sometimes people are like, you know, it's silly. You know what? When you do shows every day on sex trafficking and this and something going on, it's like, even the things in the economy can be like overwhelming. It's like, I don't want everything getting fixed just to be something that happens somewhere down the road. It's like, you know. We can kind of choose our attitude in the middle of these things. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, the world can be going crazy, but like your world doesn't have to be. That's right. And while we do spend a lot of time, you know, we have a lot of 12 hour days. I know you work, you know, kind of similar work ethic. You're always, if I get a text message from you, sometimes it's four or five in the morning, you're up cranking, but we don't have to, um, uh, just put everything else off in the future. To like enjoy the process and be fun. We yeah. can put a lot of effort into making a difference, mm-hmm. saving the world, doing the best part that you can, making things, but but like, you know what? This is still a day the Lord's made, and we can rejoice and we can be glad in it. And you know, whatever crazy stuff you're gonna throw at us with the economy today uh is great, but we can still rejoice and be glad in it. And God always makes a way, mm-hmm. always has a plan. We can work through this. And I love that you bring that to the table. You're not, I always tell people he ain't your grandpa's PhD.
0: No, you he's know. much cooler,
2: much cooler,
1: <laughs> much cooler. I hope, <laughs> I hope because most of the PhD professors I've known, they're so boring. It's no like, kidding. I don't want to be boring.
0: No, I don't want
1: to be boring. But um, yeah, one thing that's never boring is the world that we're living in. There's always True. something to talk about. Right. But, and most people get too, so scared about it. It's just like, but, but, I, so I was watching um, TV earlier. It's just this interview uh and biden was speaking in east palestine Mm. right Mm. or ohio ohio so and they were asking him you know why he hasn't been there you know or giving any support or help and he fumbles around with an answer like he does and it's like well i'm i'm kind of busy you know i'm going to iran and i'm going to this place and that place and it's like what You actually just said that you're too busy for your own people and you're bragging about it. How horrible, dumb thing to say, but he said other dumb things too. just total gaslighting about the economy and and the number of jobs that they're creating. When, when in the news cycle, I mean, you all are doing news every single day. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so if you were to make a mistake and you have to recant that, you know, a few days later, nobody sees your revision story. Nope. They only see the first one. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, nuts well this is what they do so these these amazing economists you know they they give out these numbers and they've been working on numbers like the quarterly gross domestic product or quarterly inflation numbers or unemployment numbers and they give a number and then four days later it's like they revise it it's like couldn't you get it right the first time i mean seriously you've been working on this for three months couldn't you think you it's just intentional get
0: it right? potentially
1: of course it is it's like because how in the world could every single time they come out with a number it's like oh yeah this is the right number and it's always a few days later it's like what just that's get crazy. it right the first time but they yeah. do that on purpose to make the economy look good make it look robust because that's the story that every every news carrier covers and nobody ever covers the revision like ever mm. yeah. ever mm like nobody nobody knew that the the unemployment numbers was revised down nobody knew that the gdp numbers were revised down nobody knew that their revised inflation numbers you know a few days it's like nobody ever shame, looks up the shame shame right
2: yeah. so well, and, they, and they, they have no qualms about saying whatever they want to say like uh, Jean-Pierre she said the other day that 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 Biden has proven to be the toughest president in us history oh on the border gosh. like he's the most concerned with border one of his first legislations he ever did was to toughen up things on the border. And he's been one of the toughest presidents on, on the Southern border. And I'm oh like, Oh
0: my gosh, how could they say a it's straight like, just, face? and
2: they just go on. They, they have, there's, there's, I mean, there is no, they, they, have, they don't no, blink.
0: no accountability. No,
1: they don't even blink. I mean, it's, it's so many lies. I, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but the, the revisionist numbers, they, they are lies, mm-hmm. um, the lies about the COVID vaccine, how it's so effective and, and Jill Biden, poor thing got COVID again. I bet she's gotten every booster under the sun. I'm sure. Right. It's like, how could you get COVID? Like you, you've gotten like probably five boosters. I don't even know how many there are, but, but yet, so here's where our real life living will tell us that "Mm, the job numbers aren't as good as what they say. So, so, here's the thing we've been talking about artificial intelligence for quite a bit and how the it's going to be the wave of the future. Right. And it's overtaking the whole planet. Right. So you would think that these big tech companies and these tech giants would be hiring people hand over fist to handle the explosion that's coming their way. Right. Well, it's not the case. Right. So, so Amazon laid off 18,000 people already. They just laid off, they're announcing another 9,000. So that's 27,000 job cuts, meta 21,000 job cuts. Alphabet, that owns Google, 12,000 job cuts. Microsoft, 10,000 job cuts. Crypto.com, 500, which doesn't sound like much, but that's 20% of its workforce. Wow. Coinbase, the biggest cryptocurrency wallet, 2,000 jobs cut. Dell, 6,600 jobs. eBay, 500 jobs. Salesforce, 7,000 jobs. Twilio, 1,500 jobs cut. Twitter, 3,700. Lyft, 700. Stripe, 1,100. Shopify, 1,000. It's like, wait. I mean, I could keep going on, but we have a time limit on the show. No kidding. It's like so. These so tell me, either Biden's economy stinks, which it does, and I would rather believe these companies that are laying people off rather than his phony numbers, right? Because this is real. So they're they're having to lay people off because the economy really does stink, really really bad. But the second factor that nobody's talking about. Is possibly these jobs are already being replaced by computers, mm. right? By artificial intelligence, by software, right? So, so you've got that vicious, ugly combination of probably both, right? You you've got jobs being replaced by computers and a bad economy. It's like really, really bad. So, mm-hmm. so it got me thinking. Um, and there was a couple of news stories that I saw earlier this week that actually amplified this position. Every time throughout history, I don't care the civilization, I don't care if they're advanced or or barely scraping by, civil unrest always follows economic chaos, always, 100% of the time, whether it's in Venezuela and they have a million percent inflation, whether it's Argentina and they're always in a state of inflation, whether it's Weimar Republic, Germany and and riots and looting and people were being mugged for their suitcases rather than the money that was in it, Zimbabwe, Cyprus, Greece, France just a few months ago. I mean that was big. The poor people in France, right? Socialist country with socialist people, right? It's like we've overpaid in taxes our whole lives, so you could take care of us during retirement. France says, "Sorry, we ran out of money. You're going to have to work a few more years before you can retire." And it's like what? But we're socialists in a socialist country. We shouldn't have to during retirement. This is the whole thing, right? Right. So, so what happens? And and no disrespect to to old people, but I, there's no other way I can describe this story. Old people, like 70s and their 80s, I'm not 70 yet, but I'm getting old too, right? <laughs> but, but they're being knocked down in the streets by police because they're protesting. It's like, we don't, right. we mm, want what we so paid taxes for, right? Civil unrest. So in Washington, D.C., earlier this week, the news came out that the giant foods, it's like oh, a, a Kroger or Albertsons or Safeway, you know, just a big grocery store chain. Mm-hmm. Look at that picture on the screen. you oh think that gosh. was like in Tampa right before the hurricane, right? It's not. That's just where they have name brand stuff. They have to take it off the shelves because everybody's stealing the name brand stuff.
0: Wow. And,
1: and so they're replacing it with like generic store brand things because maybe people won't steal that much. It's like, but okay, wow. there's a higher order of things that's starting to happen here, right? So stealing is immoral and unethical, right? But- But yet stealing, if you're getting something to provide for your family so you can feed your kids, automatically becomes more moral than not feeding your kids, Mm -hmm. right? It's like this this weird cycle where where now that you can justify being immoral and Mm -hmm. and unethical and all that by stealing, right? That's part of what happens when a society collapses after economic chaos. We're starting to see that just like we saw in France and other places. Right. But, but what's, what's coming next, I think is, is even bigger. And it just goes to the social erosion of what we're happening. Where, where, um Oh, who, who's the congressman from, from Schiff congressman Schiff from, from yeah, California. Adam Schiff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now Schaffty they're pushing, Schiff. they're pushing, to, this is probably going to go to the Supreme Court because states are wanting to take Trump off the ballots in certain states. And this will probably go on and on and on because of the January 6th thing, right? And I'm not speaking to the political nature of this. I'm speaking to the social erosion of, of the country, right? So so his argument is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment says that they came about after the Civil War, right? So this has been here for a long time, that any holding public office that's engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof can't hold public office. So they're saying that, oh, Mm. in America, so much for the rule of law, you're actually guilty until proven innocent, Mm. right? Because, and, and don't take my word for it, take his words for it, because he said, um, the law doesn't require that you be convicted of insurrection. It just requires that you have engaged in these acts. And so, so it's like, okay, we just got to get him off the ballot. So imagine this is the, the front runner by far in the GOP field, that they're just saying, we, we don't want him to run. So let's, let's actually try to get this. And if this goes to the Supreme court and the Supreme court decides the front runner for the GOP can not actually run. Um, the, I mean, imagine the the goofiness and and the wild things that are going to be happening as civil unrest. I mean, I I think it's going to be riots and protests and looting. And I'm just saying what happens when because if this were to happen to somebody on the left, it would be the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's just people have their people that they love and admire and they trust, and when they believe that they're falsely accused. They're going to riot about it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're going to probably see something like that happen, as well as an increase across the board, every single big city across the country, increase in robberies, increase in burglaries, increase in shoplifting, increase in violent crime. All of that always follows economic collapse, right? So we're, we're in an era right now where political instability and unrest is at its high point. Everybody's focusing on the negative. Everyone's focusing on how they hate everybody else rather than what they have in common with everybody else. And that's not a good mix for what's coming down the road when already you have economic unrest and economic fallout. Civil unrest always follows that. Right. So I don't know. I I know that you did because you're in tune to these things, but when when Tucker Carlson interviewed President Trump on the big show that got like 500 yeah. million Woo, views or something yep. crazy, yep. he said, "We've got a toxic combination in America." This was his ending statement. Um, We've got passion that's coupled with mm-hmm. hate, mm-hmm. and that's a bad combination. That always leads to civil unrest, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're we're entering this dark point in our economy. Where the economic imbalances are going to lead to civil unrest. But here's where there's light at the end of the tunnel because like in everything, something goes too far. People wake up. They realize there's got to be a better way. Yeah, There's got to be a better way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to happen in America is people are going to realize there's got to be a better way. There is a path to peace, not a path to hate. Right. And in all of this though. Civil. The reason I bring it up on an economic show is civil unrest always impacts the markets, right? It's civil unrest is caused by the markets, but it also impacts the markets as well. Because people say, I I don't really trust anything. I've I've, We just got to hold back. Like, we're even afraid to go to the grocery store. I bet everybody else is too. I don't know if we want to invest in companies if nobody's going to buy anything, right? Mm, So so you couple that with the depression that came during COVID 1.0. And they're already threatening COVID 2.0 and lockdowns and transportation Mm -hmm. and masks. And and we have a couple of brave governors, like the governor of Mississippi, said, we're Mm -hmm. not going to comply with these mandates. We're not going to put our people through this a second time around. And um, Sarah Huckabee said the same thing in Arkansas. It's like, we're not going to actually apply these federal mandates in our states. Our states do have rights. And here's the thing that's going to come the second time around. The first time around, all small business owners, entrepreneurs, they spent their whole lot. They -hmm. spent all their retirement savings just to get through it. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a buffer anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't have a buffer the second time around. So I think this could be devastating to small business in America, to entrepreneurs, to to these little businesses. I think they might go away if we have COVID 2.0, where they lock people down. That's going to bring civil unrest. Right. And mm-hmm. so so but I, I think in a sense, this is what the government wants. They want everybody to be dependent upon the state to to give them stimulus money to probably bring into effect. After all this is done, I'm just kind of I'm not being a prophet. I'm just connecting some dots here. Um, hey, take central bank digital currency. In fact, if you do and you accept our proposal, uh, we're going to attach that to universal basic income for everybody right? There's got to have some dangling carrot out there, Mm -hmm. some shiny object that people are going to say, this sounds really good. Let's do it. Because Mm. that always people give up their freedoms in times of civil unrest. And I think that's what's coming, but we're waking up to that. But financially, the reason I bring that all up is because there are things that do really well during times of like that. And that's gold and silver. So we've been talking about it for a year as Mm -hmm. a good investment. And, but now we're actually talking about it as really a safe haven to just mm-hmm. protect, be an insurance policy against everything else that's collapsing, because that's when it thrives. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, like, it's like getting your car into a garage during a hailstorm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's like, it's like it's transferring out of one thing into another so it's mm-hmm. safe from the storm. And then you can come back out in the future and do whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent.
0: Having something tangible is really the key, you know, during this time, and that's an option for people too, Doctor Kirk, where they can even if they if they buy silver or gold through you in the depository, they can have it shipped to their house, so it's tangible. They have it in their hand, or they can keep it in the depository, which we've had interviews um, on that as well. But there's multiple options uh, that people can do when they do buy gold and silver.
1: Yeah, take it at home or store it if it's if it's a non-IRA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's different. Some people don't want it at home because they might not live in a safe neighborhood. Some people don't trust anybody else with it, which I understand Mm -hmm. that too, but I do trust this depository. That's why we use them. Mm -hmm. So you can store it. But inside of an IRA, it has to be stored. Because if you take distribution of it at home, it's a distribution out of your IRA, it becomes a taxable event. So in an IRA, it just simply has to be stored. The point is there's so many options that we can pretty much cater to everybody's needs and dreams and desires to safeguard their assets. We just have to talk about it, go through it, and we'll strategize a plan for you to thrive rather than a plan for you to to survive or worse. Mm-hmm. So and you guys good. have such
2: a great internal structure to be able we to do. help you know and get through this. You have all the systems mm-hmm. in place of walking them through that whole process.
0: Yeah, so to get a free consultation, something that doesn't cost you any money whatsoever to figure out what your options are, you go to flyover Gold. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up that free consultation, answer all your questions. So then you can make intelligent decisions for yourself, for your family, or you can also call 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for everything that you're doing. We really do appreciate you. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111.
2: Alright, let's get our stuff together here. Hi. I'm David Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> If we could skip the high money... Because that's where I kind of tend to derail. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) But I did good. See, look. First thing says... Say your name. Say your name. Say your name, David (laughs) White. If you've been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings, have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about... What may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. <laughs> have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about... F- friend at school.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch payout, you're talking to your friend at school. They, they bring up your flat earth. And you think it's a flat, I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know. Alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> and it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> We're talking about uh, Rubik's cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible! I can like feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. Bye. got a show for you. <laughs> my, 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 my eyes red now. You don't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You read it through a filter. Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of my red eye? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice.